Welcome to the Property Renovation Podcast. For anyone who loves renovation, wants to save money, and to learn the best tips and tricks of the industry. And now, your host, three times award winner of leading renovation website, House, and over 15 years in the industry, renovating just over 200 properties, James Woodham. Hello guys, my name's James. Welcome to another episode of the Property Renovation Podcast. On this episode, I wanted to talk about how to remove your own bathroom. Um, it's something that a lot of people um, try to shy away from because of fear in something going wrong. And I think it would be a good idea, especially um, if you could put that money uh, to better use. Um, people can spend up to about 300 pounds to $500 um, in paying someone to come in and remove that bathroom. Um, and, you know, I, I think if you if you if you knew how to do it yourself, then um, it could be a, you know a good sense of achievement. It could be quite fun. You could get your family around and they could help out. And um, you know you could even like dis- discard the copper uh, that you can remove from the bathroom and get some money back from there. Um, and all around, I just think you know uh, if you knew how to do it, then you probably would. Um, so, you know, the benefits of having a clean canvas for uh, a builder to come in and get started is more attractive than them having to already rip out the bathroom before getting started as well. Um, and uh, so that's just something that you just you, you should consider, really. Um, so the three common items in a bathroom that need to be removed is always a bath, a basin, and a toilet. Obviously, you've got the tiles and mirrors and lights and stuff like that. So um, uh, I'll just talk through uh, uh, of the things that you just need to consider um, to help you on your way. Um, first, you need to think about turning everything off. So that's the very first step. Turn off all the utilities um, so that they're safe before you do any work. Um, and then for your bathroom, this really means... <clears throat> Sorry, I got a bit of a cough. Um, but your water and electric. So um, if you have a bathroom that's, I'd say if you have a bathroom that's more than twenty five years old, um, you know if it's an old house um, or an old apartment, then you're probably going to have um, a stopcock to switch off your water, like a gate valve, um, and this just basically means like a tap. And you would probably, this would probably be located either in the loft, if you've got a loft or an attic, um, but it could also be underneath your kitchen um, sink. It could also be at the front of your property. If you've got um, uh, some floorboards at the front of your property, it could also be uh, contained in a cupboard um, just behind the door of the entrance of the property as well. Um, so just have a good look around, get familiar with it. It's also already also good to know where it is. Uh, in case of any other emergency in the future. Um, and then, uh, you know, you, you know where to switch off the water immediately. Um, but if it's a modern property, um, something that's less than 25 years old, I would probably say it's more than likely you've got some isolators that are connected to the pipework. And this is um, the best thing really that uh, that happened with this, uh, you know, new new idea of doing things is that you can isolate and shut off um, the water from just one room and you don't have to inconvenience anyone else in the property. Um, so uh, that's that's worth considering as well. But it's a, there's a different way that you can handle that. So the best way to spot an isolator um, is look for a connection in the pipework. This is usually um, 
always immediately just before the utility. So like before the, the taps, um, before the system. So just underneath, um, and then, uh, you, you know, so you just know where it is. Um, and it, it's basically, it, it can either come in a metal color, like, um, or a bronze color. It could also come in plastic. So, uh, white plastic or a gray plastic. And, um, what you need to be looking for is a list, uh, just a circle in the middle, uh, that has like a little slot. And, um, it, it, it looks almost as if you can put a screwdriver, a flathead screwdriver in that and then turn it, um, clockwise or anti-clockwise. So, um, the position that it should be in, uh, for the pipework to be live and, and water to flow through is vertical. And you need to be turning that horizontal, um, to shut the water off. So turn it horizontal, open up the taps, and then you can, you can be sure that the water has been shut off. The only thing that you have to be aware of is that switching off just the isolators just prevents the water from escaping the pipework. You still need to be careful of the pipes themselves because they do contain the water. So if you, if you're, if you end up knocking them or you, you make those isolators loose, then there will be a leak. Uh, so you just need to, you know, you just need to think about that. Again, if you're unsure, always get a plumber to come in. Um, but, uh, you know, m- maybe that, w- that would be a good idea to just get them in to, um, make sure that those isolators are, um, capped off before, you know, you go to bed of the night or you, or you leave the house after the weekend or something like that. So, um, yeah. And then you've got the electrics. So with regards to the electrics, these items would be things like lighting, heated towel rails, underfloor heating, um, shaver sockets, those kind of things. And again, if your house, your, if your house is quite old, then you might have some old wiring system. Um, and it might be an old fuse box that, that you have. Um, and if, if you do, then I would probably just say, get an electrician in. Um, but some modern, uh, modern apartments these days, modern houses these days, they do have, um, a really good indication on the fuse board as to what, uh, you're actually switching off. Um, they're usually labeled, uh, as per room. So you just need to, uh, go there, have a look. Um, this is usually again underneath the stairs. It could be at the front of the house, just above the, uh, the, the front door. Um, uh, it could also be in a utility cupboard or something like that. And it's, you're just looking for a big white box or a gray box and there will just be a series of fuses. Uh, and then you can just have a look around, uh, and look for the one that says bathroom. Um, <clears throat> when you switch it off, um, uh, then don't jo- don't go, don't go just into the bathroom and start jumping in and ripping things apart. Um, invest in a flash pen. Um, and basically this means it's a voltage pen and it's just the, a way to test to, to make sure that, um, there is no voltage coming through that, that pipe work. Again, you know, this is not from a, an expert or an electrician. It's just from what I know. Uh, so if you're, 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 um, if you're worrying about it, then always get an electrician in, uh, to do the work anyway. Um, but basically if you, you can go and pick up a voltage pen from any DIY shop, any hardware store, and it will co- probably cost you about 10, uh, 10 pounds, 12 pounds, something like that. And, um, when you put it up against the wire, um, it either will beep or it will turn red. Um, if the wiring is still live. So if it's not, then it won't do that. And then you're safe to go. Um, 
The next thing to consider is waste management. So before you start ripping out all the tiles and stuff like that, make sure you've got appropriate uh, ways of getting rid of that rubbish. So <clears throat> um, with bin liners, don't just go and get some normal kitchen bin liners that you stick in your in your waste bin um, because they're just too thin uh, and they're going to tear apart. So you need to think about getting some good rubble sacks. And um, I would say about... 20 to 30 rubble sacks is enough for one bathroom. Um, so, um, and then they're not that expensive and they're just going to make things a lot easier for you. Um, and then when you put the, the tiles in, um, because they've got some sharp edges and stuff like that, um, then, th I mean, they will probably poke through, but they're not going to rip the bag really. So, um, and they can hold a lot more uh, weight as well. Um, before you start ripping things off, like tiles and stuff like that, just make sure about your health and safety. Uh, keep that in mind and start wearing some goggles and gloves and stuff like that. Even wear a face mask because there is a lot of dust from removing tiles um, and, um, you know, plasterboards and stuff like that. So you need to just um, consider that in mind. Look after your health. Um, so removing the toilet, uh, first check that the waste connection um, is switched off. So about, again, those isolators that I was talking about um, or the stopcock, make sure that's switched off. And um, and then you've got two parts of a toilet usually. You've got the cistern, which contains all of the water that you push the button on flush. And then you've got the toilet pan itself. Um, and that always contains water as well to stop any smells coming back. So um, first of all, uh, you need to look about disconnecting both of them. And um, look underneath. If you've got like a, a toilet that has the cistern on top, then look underneath and you've got two... Um, bolts, um, fly bolts that they, that, that would be connecting the, t uh, them together. And you should be able to just undo them with your hands. Uh, usually they are a lot more, um, tighter, um, than, uh, than they should be. Um, so if, if you're struggling, then just get a pair of, um, wrench, um, wrench, uh, get a wrench or a pair of pliers or something like that. Um, and then it will start to come loose. But once you've disconnected the system from, the toilet bowl itself and the toilet pan itself, then the next step is to remove that uh, from the base of the floor. So um, usually it's screwed down. It's got silicon round and stuff like that. So you need to just um, start to, you know, remove the silicon by getting some kind of like Stanley blade or box cutter or something like that and just cut around the toilet at the bottom um, and then undo the screws. Sometimes um, I've seen that the screws are rusted, um, and it, you know, the, the, the minute you put a screwdriver to them, they just will not come loose. And then you've got, you've got no way of removing it really. Um, <clears throat> so the next thing to think about is disposing of the toilet pan altogether. And you might have to sacrifice that and buy a new one. Um, with removing the basin or the sink, um, there's several types that you need to consider, but the main two really are floating ones and ones with a pedal stool. So, um, what you, you, you need to do is if you've got one with a pedal stool, um, this will be supported by the pedal stool and it will be fixed to the wall with two screws. And, um, again, just have a look underneath the basin, look for those two screws, undo that, cut all the silicon around it. Um, and then you can pry it off the wall. 
Um, <clears throat> I would say always get someone to help you. Um, so, uh, because the, once you've taken the basin off, you've, you, you've just got the, the pedal stool as well. So maybe just get someone to support the pedal stool. Um, if you want to use it again after you've, um, you know, you've removed everything, then, um, it won't just, it won't, um, you know, fall on the floor. Uh, so you just need to, uh, move that out of the way. Um, but if you've got one that's floating on the wall, it's got no, no support underneath, um, then they will, it will most likely be secured to the wall with two bolts. Again, get someone to hold it whilst you undo the bolts, uh, and then, um, just slice away the silicon, uh, around the, around the, uh, edges of the, the, the basin, and then you'll be able to remove that as well. Um, every, uh, basin, just like every, um, bath you've got a trap where all the water flows and uh, you need to be able to undo that it usually can be undone by hand again if you can't get a wrench uh, uh, to undo it but it's going to have some water sitting at the bottom of the trap and that just uh, prevents any smells coming through so always just have a, you know a bucket or some towels and stuff like that so that you can just collect that water um Okay, so removing your bath, uh, there's a couple of baths that you need to think about if you if you've got. So you've got a freestanding bath or roll top bath, but you've also got a bath that's already um, kind of like sunken into the walls. Uh, it's got a bath panel on the front of it, and um, and it's got you know the, all the tiles around the edges. So to remove that kind of bath, you need to be thinking to remove at least one row of tiles uh, directly above the bath. Um, and remove the bath panel. Get rid of all, get rid of all the silicon around the edges of the bath as well. Um, and then, uh, you can start to remove it. So to access the taps and to access the, the, the trap underneath for the water, you have to remove that bath panel. If you've got a plastic bath panel, straightforward. Just undo the screws or undo the silicon and take it away. And then you've got access underneath. But if you've got a tiled bath panel, then you just need to, um, uh, take off a couple of the tiles where the where the screws will probably be. Now they will probably be in each corner, top and bottom, left and right. So just undo them. Look for the screws. They might be a bit covered with uh, adhesive and stuff like that. So just have a good look out for them. But um, again, you know, if if it's gonna be a problem, then take off all of the tiles and start to lever it out from underneath the bath. Eventually, you'll get there. Um, but uh, you might want to get someone to help you because lifting a bath panel, a tiled bath panel is quite heavy um, and you don't want to lift it with tiles still on it because then the tiles could fall off um, around other parts of your house and damage your floors and stuff like that. So you just need to uh, get maybe just get someone to help you out with that. Um, your... What else? Um, so have a look underneath. Now you've got access uh, underneath the bath. Have a look for those isolators and make sure they're all switched off and everything else. Um, taking the taps from underneath the bath, taking off the taps from underneath the bath is quite difficult. Um, so there are things that you can go and buy at the DIY store or hardware store, um, which are a... Um, uh, I'm just trying to think what it's called. It's called a, a tap spanner. So this is um, quite a unique um, piece of uh, uh, hand tool, um, but you'll be, you, you can easily um, slot it underneath uh, the nuts of the bath and then um, just twist it, and then you'll be able to uh, remove the, the taps. Um, it's usually more difficult to get to the back um, tap, so the furthest one away, uh, than it is the front one. So 
you know, you might just have to get underneath the bath and, um, you know, remove that out of the way. Okay. Um, if you've got a freestanding bath, again, it's just more straightforward. You've got access to everything. Undo the waste trap um, and undo the taps and you're good to go. Um, remove oh yeah if you want to lift the bath up try not to do this on your own um i mean a plastic bath doesn't really weigh that much you can probably do it yourself um but if you've got a metal bath it's a lot heavier um and just a quick tip as well um if you want i mean i'm not saying like leave it outside for forever but if you put it outside your house you'll be surprised um how long it lasts because um when i when i used to be removing baths um you could just go straight outside put the bath out there and it will be gone in an hour and that's because you've got these um uh trucks that come around and pick up all of the metal um and then take them to to dispose of them and they get a little bit of cash for it so um yeah you might not have to worry about you know paying for any wastage uh, to be taken away because it, it it probably gone itself um so removing the tiles you need a good hammer and a large spade chisel to do the job don't waste your time with some small chisel because what that's going to do is it's just going to break off the tiles bits by bit small bits by small bits and it's just going to take you forever always wear your goggles safety glasses gloves that kind of thing um mask to do this job um if you've got large format tiles um try to leave them uh, trying to leave them off um uh before they fall on the floor so you want to try to kind of like hold them with your um with your arm whilst you've got the spade in your eyes a bit tricky to do it at the beginning but you'll get used to it and then uh, start to like tap with the hammer uh behind the behind the tile and you'll slowly start to see that it will break away from the wall um and as soon as it starts to do that you can probably put the hammer down get your fingers behind it and pull it off the wall um and then you've got the tile all in one place this really only works for large format tiles so um and then at least you haven't got to think about that falling on the floor and smashing into a you know uh quite a few pieces and then you'd be able to stack them up um and move them out of the house as well um and removing mirrors finally this is just like um if there's a couple of ways mirrors could be just screwed onto the wall um and you can just undo the screws fine and just remove them no problem but if you've got one of those large mirrors that have been stuck onto the wall then unfortunately it's going to come off in bits it's going to come off like a tile um and a good thing good trick with this is just apply um some tape all over the mirror and then at least you've got nothing really flecking off um that can cause you harm um and then you'd be able to um, just get behind it and start tapping it away from the wall um <clears throat> but big bits could end up falling on the floor it's very very sharp so um probably uh, also consider um wearing some really um tough uh boots or some metal toe caps um so that you could you you know your your feet are not at risk as well um but that's it really it's just you know very simple things all you need to do is consider um what could happen and, and be uh cautious make sure that everything is switched off again uh Please, uh, if you are in any doubt, uh, call, an, call in an electrician, call in a plumber. But, you know, um, 
it's a good sense of achievement. If you can do it yourself, you can save a lot of money. Uh, you, you, you know that you've really contributed to your home. You've really helped out and, um, you can put that money, uh, to better use, like buying, um, something luxury that you wanted to put in your new bathroom. So, um, I hope this has been, uh, of good use to you and, uh, look forward to speaking to you on the next episode. Thank you very much. Just before you go, we wanted to let you know that the Akiva Toolkit has now launched. What's that, you might say? Well, it's 10 documents that you can go and download for a very small fee, and then it will enable you to bring your project in on time and on budget. We've put these together to make sure it's as simple as it can be, and in return, you will feel supercharged, super confident in managing your project, your self-build, your renovation, anything yourself. They've all been put together by people that have been in the industry for many, many years. And as soon as you download it, you're then in the basket for any updates, any new documents that are issued throughout the time. We will be reviewing it over time and time to get it better and better and better. We would only be able to do that by hearing from yourself. So please leave us any feedback. If you think it's for you or you think this could benefit someone else, that you might know, then please share it. You can go to akivatoolkit.com to find out more information. Thank you very much.